Oh, come on, Derek! I need it now! Yeah, well, my web's already tossed me. Jeez. What, what? I'm not a miracle worker. Derek! And this is Way Out on the Wing. Let's, Let's rip. Coming up on this week's show, Worm's lack of attending football doesn't stop him from having an opinion on this weekend's games. We'll deep dive into the predict wing to see just how good our predictions for premiers were across the state. We'll be joined by the guru up on the coast, Ned Perry. As he discusses footy on the Northwest and the Alistair Lynch medal prompts a vigorous response from us as we miss out for another year yet again. Epic guitar solo. He's a good song for that. It actually it's really good. I'm uh, I'm gonna get Jack to learn it. Well this is me. Ooh. Oh, this, this is, is you on the this guitar. Is me on the yeah. guitar. Yeah. Uh, this week's show is dedicated. To all our fellow professional media colleagues. Anyone that gets to present awards, present medal counts, round big, reviews. Big one to our new listener, ABC's own Leon Compton. Yeah, Leon. Hey, Leon. Tight lines, mate. Yeah, good to get him on the good to get him on the show. It will be good to get him on the show. He will be. He will. That's if the cats win the grand final. Is he a cats yeah, man? Big cats man. Is he? Yeah. Oh, do you reckon they'll get over the D's this week? Hold on. <laughs> What are we talking? We've merged. I'm We've merged. That. We've merged. How did, are you, mate? I did have a thing on here I'll, to speak about uh, AFL football, and then before I we start, it. I've, you've given me this, and I've been trying to open it for however long. So finally, <sighs> thank you. I love the label. Day for it. Oops. No, it's, on it's, an imba- it's on an embargo. Right. Okay. Uh, how are you, mate? I'm very hey, well. Hey, you got you. yourself around over the weekend. I did. Made up for uh, me. Well, I, do I did have, a lot of. I do have a question on here. How was your weekend, Worm? That was excellent. Or more to the point, how was your wife's birthday? It Happy lo- birthday, it, Anne! It was lovely. Happy thirty um, first. Had a great brekkie in the morning. Shared with Father's Day, but we sort of uh, pushed pushed Father's Day to the side so we could celebrate the birthday, um, which well, trumped the, it. So. It's the same in my household with my mother's birthday. Yeah, yeah Moda wouldn't get a Father's get Day. A gets certainly gets pushed aside. Isn't every day Father's Day? That's right. Every it's, Monday night's Father's Night it is, out here. It is here. Hey, um, oh, that was a good three and a half thousand downloads. That's a that's pretty good for the last episode. Yep, Jeepers. last ep- episode. You said Czech Republic last thousand. week. Yeah, actually, I didn't find out that's where we right. went from. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, uh, mate, weekend was good. I, w- I was up at Greens. However, with the advancement of technology, I was able to watch the. NTFA Women's Grand Final, Div 1. Well, well, actually, NTFA Women's Grand Final. NTFA Division 1 Men's Grand Final. Uh, Caught the end of the reserves early on in the morning. I think they started at 4am or something (laughs) when I woke up. Watched uh, Longford v Bracknell, parts of that game. And then I got, on Sunday, got to tune into the state 
League. I see you did turn yeah. into a state league, did you? Yeah, I saw the ruse go down, unfortunately. Um, Lonnie were just too good. But yeah, it was fantastic. The technology's awesome. Oh, so, about to stream them. I uh, actually even caught a little bit of Huonville v Signet as well. How was the commentary? Uh, commentary was pretty poor, but... Um, I heard it was A+. Yeah, no, it was good. Tubes does a great job down there, although... Proudly sponsored by Nippies. Not in my good books at the moment, no, but we'll right. get to that. Uh, um, yeah, no, I've, I've flicked out to the game at Windsor on Saturday for uh, the end of the women's game and uh, then the uh, grand final, NTFA Div 1 grand final between Lilydale and, and How was the How was the crowd? Uh, it's a big ground. There's a big area there, so it's relatively sparse. The wet area. I think there's two, isn't there? Two wet areas or two bars? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's the one, main one over by the pavilion, and then there was another one on the eastern side under the scoreboard, and that was certainly well frequented. I'll tell you who I saw. I didn't tell you this one. Guess who was having their footy trip up there? The Mounties. Oh, were they? Yes. Staying in towns. Haven't heard. Oh, uh, good on the boys. Got to touch base with a few of them and whether how uh, Saturday night went. Well, stuff. talking about, well, not footy. Was that, did you say that was a footy trip? Mm-hmm. Okay. From Mount Pleasant to Launceston. Yeah. Love it. I suppose COVID restrictions. You can't really go too many places, but some of the mad Monday uniforms that have been sent through <sighs> through to us on the socials of, at Way Out Wing. Most of them <laughs> are not uh, yeah. photo worthy or no. social media worthy. That's right. Well, yeah, break some rules, but uh, good to see teams out there celebrating. I did hear the crowd was very pro Lilydale at Windsor Park. Is that a fair? Oh, geez, I don't know about that. No, okay. No, yeah. I would have said there was. Well, that was going where off I the... was. I was at the southern goals for most of the game. Yeah. Um, the kids were over in the playground to the southern end, <laughs> so I, was, I stood there. Uh, there was certainly a lot of OL supporters. Yeah, okay. Around. Well, they had two teams in the final, so yeah. um, no, I was only going off the commentary and what they were saying was yeah. Oh, I would have said it was actually. Probably more of a pro OLs crowd. Okay. Well, Certainly the noise when they kicked the goal and stuff. Yep. Um, saw quite a few blown out ex legends in the crowd. Yeah, name some. Well, no, I'm not going to name them when I've just called them blown out <laughs> ex legends. <laughs> They're just going to know when they listen yeah, to this. Yeah, they, exactly. Um, they were uh, certainly propping up the bar in the wet area. Excellent. By the pavilion. Name one. Name one that wouldn't care being called Sean Muller. Oh, he would. He'd hate it. That's all right. We'll, we'll make it up for it next Saturday night. That, yeah, we will. Uh, one funny thing to come out of the game. I, th- I have thought about this because it shouldn't laugh, but I can't help it because the Lillardale boys found it so funny. You know how Richmond in their premiership years, they would come out before the game or at halftime and have tell a, a joke? Yeah, have a joke. Yeah, ja- uh, I think the Lillardale boys might have jumped onto this because the national anthem on Saturday was so badly butchered that at the end of it, they didn't actually know whether or not it had ended because he'd missed the last two sentences of the... Uh, national anthem. F- the song finished. So little, was it a recording, the, or someone was, was sound it? through the speakers? But right. there was a live, I'm, and I'm unsure. And I apologise in advance because I don't want to apologise. So the fact. singing was okay. Singing but was okay, but that, of, I don't think yeah. the music was loud enough for right. the singer to hear. And then he finished, and the little old boys all turned, and they were in hysterics. It Excellent. was, um, yeah, well worth not listening to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then on Sunday, yeah, with mum's birthday and father's day and stuff, I thought somehow I was going to have uh, the three boys done and dusted for lunch and back over to Windsor for the one o'clock start. When we sat down to lunch at quarter to one, I realised that I might have to get the phone out and put the live stream on and then realised that it was probably just as easy to stay sipping a couple of beers and watching the live stream. Fair enough. Hey, um, Kiosk Watch, what was it like out there? Uh, uh, there were we did get three chips and gravy. Yep, ran into another or another ex legend, not certainly not blown out. Um, nicknamed Polly, Troy Powell, ex uh, OLs, oh, yeah, ex yeah. Evendale, ex Lilydale. Uh, yeah, Lilydale, he had a yeah. few boots and camps. Yeah. Uh, he recommended the um, Savaloy. 
Okay. But price? I didn't say a price. I didn't no. say a price. Oh, that's uh, no. interesting. No price, Sav. Don't know about that. Anyway, uh, we move along. Hey, um, I saw there was some... Sorry, uh, before you go there, breaking news. Just in, Bradley Cox Goodyear has won his second Alistair Lynch medal, winning by four votes over Tigers Will Campbell. It's Jay Cox Goodyear? Jed. Jed, was it? Jed, Jed Cox Goodyear. Jed Cox well done, Brad. Congratulations. Well done, Fantastic player. One of the best in the state. 23 votes. Uh, Brad was on, Will Campbell on 19. Um, that was good the way they did that this year. The count, I thought it was very professional. It was not bad for live television. Might get, have been get a, a few um, members of the local media in there and stuff. Yeah, just the big players. Shoot it at a brewery. Yep. Yeah, it's shoot a brewery. Good. Get the big media players that have pumped up local footy around the state to present. Um, guys like, I don't know, Scott Roth from the Jack Jumpers. Far out. Where was our invite? Gilly, come on, mate. Like, we put in this effort and time and... Anyway. Oh, gee. If it's what, not why, already, why are we doing If it's not already we blatantly it? aware, why Worm's we a little bit peeved. Oh, I'm gutted. Devastated. He's come up from Hobart. He did manage to call into Zepps. Zepps have gone back onto springtime hours. Perfect. Marinara, Marinara pizza. pizza. <laughs> Half still in the car. Um, yeah. I spoke to Bevo, Tubes. Big sp- Costello, Richo. Gilly even presented oh. his own round. <laughs> Murph. Peter Murphy. Oh, Murph. Far out. I saw the, the traders. Tra- they got two. Calvin got two. We got nothing. What are we doing this for? That's what we're doing it for, isn't it? Speaking of tubes and Gilly on the way up, neither. Both neglected to mention that there was this count. Anyway. Anyway, I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> we're here to build people up, not that's, tear them that's down. That's exactly right. Speaking so of building people into, up. let's rip tubes. <laughs> <laughs> no, tubes was uh, We did fantastic. have theme music last week. Yeah, actually, I heard that. <laughs> I was listening to it on the way up. I quite like that. Um, Tubes was full of uh, praise for the Signet and Huonville game down there. Said it was an absolute belter of a game. We'll get to that later on. Did um, he get his cherry picker again? Did he, Mickey Paul yeah, hook he him did. up? Yep, Good. he was. Little um, funny story though about from the game. So you know how last week he mentioned about uh, Jack Gleeson getting suspended or, or getting charged, charged with charging, and he's on sixteen weeks. Well, he 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 got off. Played an absolute builder of a game for Lindisfarne. Anyway, uh, Hubes. Tubes was down at Huonville and Signet, and after the game, he was speaking to someone in the change rooms, and he said, "Oh, how did you know how Lindisfarne and?" Dodgers went and he said, yeah, Lindisfarne got up, but Jackie Gleason got reported again. And Tubes like, oh, you're joking. Can't believe this has happened. So anyway, um, Tubes sent uh, Gleason a text and said, uh, mate, you yeah, know. on speed dial. No, yeah, he didn't want didn't to say you get suspended again, but sort of put it in a little bit of fishing expedition. Said, oh, how was the game? Anything happened? Blah, blah. Fishing expedition. Yeah. That one's anyway, for you, Leon. Gleason, uh, he wrote back to him and said, yeah, yeah, no, got the win. It was great. And he didn't say anything. So Tubes is like, oh, I'm going to do a bit more digging. Spoke to... Um, Budgie um, Jones, uh, who ex-Clarence and used to play with him. And um, anyway, found out that the text message was true. It did come through that he got suspended, but getting suspended wasn't true. It was actually Jack Gleason that started the rumour about himself getting suspended by sending it down to the Signet or Huonville boys. So I'm not quite sure what country, was the purpose of it. Country football at yeah. its best. Yeah, it was quite funny. Tubes had the rumour mill. Tubes had a good laugh at that. So anyway, he didn't get suspended and he played another belter and... Yeah, this weekend, uh, no, I was about to say Dodgers, but it's not Dodgers. They're out. Lindisfarne v. Hewenville at North Hobart Oval yeah. prelim. It's going to be a belter, but we we'll might, get to we that. We might get down. Uh, I could do this weekend. I've, yeah, I'm around. We've got soccer on Saturday morning. we got two grand finals up here too. 
Yeah, true. Make sure you're up to date with all things Tassie football by following Way Out in the Wing on your social media platforms at Way Out Wing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And use the hashtag Way Out Wing to ensure you're part of the Wing community and we can share all your Tassie footy experiences. Uh, you mentioned Canteen Watch earlier. Yep. Um, got a message through from Dutchie out at Deloraine. Uh, the toasties were absolute mint post game. At Deloraine? What game was at Deloraine? The Bracknell Longford one. Was that, was that at Deloraine? Yep. Oh, it wasn't at Longford? Nope. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, apparently mint out there. Uh, as far as finals performances go, we've had some great candidates put up. Yeah. That have thrown our way. Yep. Are we going on and off field? No. No, just we're flicking through them. Okay. We'll, we'll get to player of the finals. Okay. Oh, these are the little teaser yeah, segments. Yeah, these are little teaser ones. Okay. Uh, Excellent. As well as you said, Mad Monday outfits. Yep. There was a little bit appearing on social media. Yeah, love that. Some uh, that, some that were which, sent to us directly, which we're not allowed to share, but yeah. they are fantastic. Mm, there is a good one there. Yeah. Now, I've got a good one here. Have a look at this. See that? I'm pressing an Excel button. Excel spreadsheet. Look at this. Oh, you know what? I was this th- is I was thinking the predict wing. <laughs> I was thinking of doing the same thing. I didn't have the, the predict smart... win premiership calculator. <laughs> I didn't have the same thing. I've logged predict. in all of our predictions. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll put this up on the socials so you know what we're talking about. Oh, up here in Wilderson and Worm columns, the, all the leagues and our predictions. Now, we're going to go through and grade this at some oh, point. Oh, you've got me. There uh, are two points awarded to premiers. I didn't know. And there is half a point awarded for <laughs> each grand finalist. If I had have known, um, if we I had have known this, I would, I would have changed the cup. I was a little bit biased. Toward, actually, no, I probably wouldn't have. No, I reckon I'd be... Maybe Rocha would have been my... No, they're on form. No, I'm happy with this. I like I, I like the way it's looking. Did we both think Lord, uh, Launceston will beat North? You didn't yeah, go Yeah, no, North. we did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is this actually from the... Um, yeah, so I went, through, I went back through it this afternoon because I went, I can't make this up. We need to be sure on this, so... I'm pretty happy with this. Si- so I'm, as it I'm, sits. Looking, I'm looking through this, so if you're going to put up, that's good, but... So we've both gone Launceston, we've both gone Signet. Bear in mind, the listeners can't see this. No, and well I've at the gone. Moment, so, so this weekend we've got it's not great podcast material. No, it doesn't matter about that. So this weekend we've got Signet uh, playing either Lindisfarne or Huonville, and I've got Lindisfarne. We'll, we'll get to got... this. This is where we can refer back to this. So we're not talking about this now. No, we just. I just wanted. I wanted you to get excited about an Excel oh, spreadsheet I that I developed for you. <laughs> I love an Excel, and yeah, there's a couple of good ones there. I think I've got you on a couple. We both picked Penguin to beat. I reckon I might just get you on. Who won in? Who won Circular Head? Uh, Red Park. Uh, so we're both. I'm pretty sure. Both got Queenstown. Oh, this is great. Love yeah. an Excel spreadsheet. So. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that. That's uh, that's fantastic. Hey, um, some some negative stuff. We've got to throw in the good with the bad. Or the bad with the good. Letter to the editor. Did you see this about no. the umpire abuse? No. There's a former umpire who wrote in. Uh, Jeff McLean from Launceston wrote in and said. Um, as a former football umpire, I often take the opportunity to go and support my mates who still get out there every week to do their very best. Usually the banter from the crowd is lighthearted and something umpires have no issue with. However, the behaviour from the crowd at the NTJFA Grand Finals held at Longford was nothing short of shockingly disgraceful and abysmal. He goes on to say parents, adults, officials in front of the kids were calling umpires the vilest of names and they were all cheats. Oh no, sorry, not all. And that they were cheats. Many umpires have said to me that they were no longer officiated junior football games as the behavior and abuse from parents coaches and officials is not worth tolerating is it junior football where kids should be where kids should be learning about having a passion for the game and not having adults use vile abusive language towards umpires the ntjfa 
Bay should hold its collective head in shame and make a public apology to the umpires. Pretty staunch words. Well, I, if there's one place that you don't want, or you don't want umpire reviews full stop, but if there's one place that it needs to start... Um, stop. Or sorry, stop. <laughs> or start... The uh, change. Yeah, is yep. it junior football? So yeah. I hadn't heard that or seen that. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. No, I hadn't heard anything that it was bad, but obviously he was there. I've got to say, it. at the um, Div 1 Grand Final at Windsor on Saturday, there was uh, there was probably half a dozen, and I don't know if they were related to any of them. I reckon on three occasions I heard, um, you're the best, uh, in quite genuine, you're the best field umpire we've ever seen. And it wasn't ripping him. It yep. was actually... And then the same with, uh, I think, one of the boundary umpires would come to the goalpost and say, here, to the goal umpire, just to acknowledge yeah. here. Well, that's their, that's their job. That's part Great of it. Great work, boundary umpire. Get a clap. And I was like, a couple of times it happened. And I yeah, thought, right. Geez, this, how good's that? Well, we're at the uh, OLs... No, East Coast. East Coast, an old Scotch game. And the... Lockie was there. Yeah, the, the umpire's coach. Oh, the senior umpire. Yep. Yeah, he was great. He was really encouraging. It was just like watching your team. So obviously as a player, you don't really understand that. But for them, it's yeah, it's exactly right. It's their team and they well, have their Thursday night dinners and, and training. So that was good to see. But uh, yeah, I, Actually, on that, Tubes was speaking about on ABC this morning about umpiring and suggested that uh, if you... Gonna rip someone, maybe you should try it first. And Tube suggested that he'd umpired quite a few games. Yep. And made an outlandish statement about his umpiring style. Reckoned that he moved around the ground more when he was umpiring than when he was a player. Yeah, that's not outlandish. We've seen Tubes play. Uh, I reckon Tubes is a good cinnamon umpire. <laughs> He's got a very loud voice. Hey, was he a goal umpire? Maybe he was just a goal umpire and that's what he was talking about. But um, Anyway, welcome no, back to Let's Rip Tubes. Yeah, now going back to the umpires, I like the, the signs that they have at all the junior games in regards to you know the behaviour. This and, is for sheep stations. We all get paid a million dollars. Yeah, all of that stuff i think uh i th- i think there is a collective change that needs to happen with the behavior towards umpires um otherwise we don't have them otherwise they're no not going to want to do it and then you don't have a game and if the all the umpires one week across the state said you know what enough's enough this week we're not umpiring it would cause havoc so needs to stop call out no more abuse to umpires I've had enough well let's Let's maybe you and you I, and I are going to umpire. Exactly. I umpired in all seriousness. I umpired in junior footing we'll when um, I was a, when I was a young kid. We'll put our hand up to umpire next year for not the whole season because we'll have coaching commitments and um, commentary commitments and <laughs> hosting commitments or what like best and fairest. Let's and go along to the trainings and yeah, we'll, learn we'll do and, it. All right, we'll train school, for preseason. I, I could do school schoolboy uh, schoolboy umpiring, so we're not affiliated with any of the the clubs or leagues. I Maybe juniors. That might make I don't it know. A bit more interesting. God, can you imagine the abuse we would cop though? Yeah, you but, know I mean? but okay then. So if we're going to cop it and we're talking about making a change, how do you deal with it? Uh, I stop the game and I walk over to the person but that's don't abusing want to see me the game and say, stopped. "Excuse me, I'm just trying to help facilitate this game and let the kids play." And what do you reckon the response to that would be? It's not allowed on air, as we'll get an explicit. Uh, well, but that's what I say. Like, it's what's mate. The people that are yelling out abuse at you are doing it because they don't have anything smart to actually say. They probably don't even understand the rules of the game. Gross so. generalisation. Wilders doesn't necessarily agree with that comment. <laughs> Anyway, moving <laughs> on, in the moving on to something a lot more serious. Um, there is a casting call for a US TV series for pro wrestlers. I've put your name down. Uh, uh, Twen- uh, 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 back the truck up. Oh, hold on. Not no. putting my name down. Why? Let's get Derek involved. 
Well, I, I actually just saw the conditions and you just miss out because it says 110 kilos and you're probably just a couple under. Derek's at, in. So, Derek's in though. Derek is in. Derek's in. So 110 kilos and over, 20 to 55-year-olds. So Derek's 49, 50? 48. 48. So he squeezes into that. Acting experience welcome but not required. Must be available between October 21 and Feb 22. So, Hang um, on, where? In America? Yeah, US TV series. They're calling That's for Australian... That's of us being able to get over there. No, they're calling for Australian and New Zealand residents for a US TV series. So anyway, that's awesome. The Wingland! Promoted by medical professionals who prioritised its development over a COVID vaccine. Way out on the wings, Wingland is what you or your junior will need to make it to the last day in September. Or whatever day grand final is. Wing design, Chinese built and genuinely wing tested. Our patent pending winglet technology is what you need this coming pre-season. Each winglet ordered between now and Christmas comes with a free pre-season training mode, including unlimited text excuses to miss training, so you can flick through the coach knowing he'll believe it. A limited edition stubby holder, which can be used for water bottles, but not designed for water bottles. A stride measuring device, so you can concoct huge, meaningless numbers to impress your fellow teammates. And our NASA-approved planking device that'll allow you to plank for over seven hours non-stop. Order your winglet now because it's six points better than any goal you've ever kicked. The winglet is a trademark of Way Out in the Wing. Better helmet options may exist for juniors, but we do not promote them. We have not tested every winglet. Pay now, buy later. Still operates. Right go, moving into the communication Ooh, space. What do you got? Uh, well, I've got a lot, but uh, can I just clarify? Send in your on and off field experiences to wayoutinthewing at gmail.com or on the socials at wayoutwing. Remember to use the hashtag at wayoutwing. Twitter? No, the hashtag oh. wayoutwing or wing canteen oh, yes. or wing worldwide or predict lo- local wing. footy. Predict wing. Yeah. Hey, um,. Funny, Derek does. I had a very similar Debbie. theme come through the uh, on the emails. I reckon there were thirteen to fifteen emails, all on the same. You know, we asked for a call out for Mad Monday and outfits and all that, pet peeves and all those sort of things. I reckon I had fifteen emails that came through that said, um, "I don't have any costumes, but I'll tell you one thing that annoys me: nothing more than Mad Monday is you set the theme, and there's always the one bloke that doesn't doesn't dress up." up. No, no, doesn't dress up. Doesn't so you'll have all the costumes, and he just rocks up in his jeans and top, or and it's normally nah. the, it's normally uh, the arrogant type uh, that does it. Yeah, no, I reckon the arrogance like the dress up. It's just the anyway. It was quite. It was a. It was a very common theme that I read. So to those, um, you know, to those that don't dress up, get dressed up. It's all fun, and you know, enjoy it. Be part of the team. Um, don't be an individual. On, but anyway, on that note, on that note. I got a message uh, this afternoon from an OLs player on Mad Monday at uh, an establishment right. in uh, in Launceston. Uh, stop playing footies with me. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he was very concerned with one of his teammates that had done exactly that. Oh, really? Now, Who they, are you talking to at OLs? Do you know the excuse that was used? No. By said player? No. Lack of costume sizes. <laughs> 
player was too big. It might have been the other way around. It was kids' costume. <laughs> Get everything on. Hey, um, I got I got some good correspondence. Hayden Fox, Foxy, Foxy again, yeah, yeah, just loves peppering it. us. When loves, are we going to get him on? Loves the we'll get him on end of season wrap. We should get him on. Get him um, and Tubes out here. Yeah, loves it. Uh, he would like us to talk about the Tassie Devils VFL stint in the two thousands. He reckons. Um, be great to get a past player on, someone to talk about how it all worked, where the players came from, why it failed, and whether it could possibly work again. So interesting, maybe. It sounds like some research work in there. <laughs> it does. Some general it's, questions. We're well, very much off the cuff. Yeah, but anyway, so that was good. Another little shout out. I want to give a shout out to uh, Jade Barringer, number Barra. self-proclaimed number one wing fan in Georgetown. Yep, she absolutely loves. The, the podcast capital. shares it through the group. Loved the banter that you came up with of sixty-three percent talk time at the table. Anyway, Jade, we should oh, get Jade we've got on. To, we got some good news. Jade, hit us Jade. up. Hit us we up are, at the socials. We are doing a road tour of yes. the state. Are we? First stop is. Georgetown. GT. We're going to the capital first. Yep. We've uh, we've got a few little surprises up our sleeve. Who might be joining the caravan? Yeah. The caravan of froths. Of froths. About to say no something else, driving, no. No. Uh, so anyway, Jade, looking forward to meeting you in person up at G Town. Uh, Jan from the King Island League sent us some uh, terrific feedback from the end of season function and the and the best and fairest that they yeah, had. It does a bit. There's some a terrific job. videos uh, floating about of the King Island year and uh, what they well, got up to and uh, who won and yeah. Good, get it, get good, summary the the, good summary Thanks of the good summary of that yarn. Yep, of the league. So that's awesome, uh, mate. Analytics. Just I told you, the numbers are up. Listeners are all good. over the world. It's no going to cares. town. No one cares. Um, analytics. We've already said Excel tonight. Jeez. Oh yeah, we have. Right. So footy and winter go hand in hand. And let's be honest, it gets pretty cold in most of the places we play. However, we're pretty sure. The way you all warm up is by dropping some of your hard-earned at the canteen after or maybe before a game. So, we want to know what's on offer at your canteen this final season. Where the best value is. What's on offer or what's maybe been a late scratching. And just where the best chips and gravy exist in local Tasmanian footy. Take a photo, throw it up on the socials, use the hashtag WingCanteen. Or hashtag way out wing, so we can spread the sauce thick across the local footy community and possibly even test it out ourselves. Mm-mm. All right, let's get into the round around review. the round ground. Radio uh, TSL prelim final. Unexpected that Launceston were probably thinking that they were going to appear in this one, but took on Clarence at uh, out at Windsor Park. Uh, Lonnie got off to a fast start. Uh, two goals in the first quarter to nothing. Held a four-goal lead at halftime. Extended that to six goals at three-quarter time and ended up running out uh, 50-odd point winners. Um, so they're back into the big dance again no, for another comp- repeat. Competition's over, mate. I, well, just, I've still got to use it. Nah, it's better than grand okay. final. Fair enough. Uh, no, against the uh, Brad Cox Goodyear-led Northern Bombers. The only drama to come out of the game, and I haven't heard a report on this yet, Big Cody Thorpe for Launceston, potentially in a bit of trouble for striking. So whether or not that is cleared or not, leading into a pretty stressful week to be on a report for uh, for a grand final. So so he was reported. Yeah, he was reported by the field umpire at the time. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I haven't read anything else out of that yet to see what happens. Uh, oh, sorry. 
Whoa. Uh, You're right. Yeah, I ran out of beer to uh, lubricate myself. <laughs> Not in that way. Uh, down south, the first semi, Lindisfarne versus Dodgers Ferry at Anzac Park. Uh, Dodgers Ferry got off to a rampant start. They five, were... Five goals to one in the first quarter. Flying. Tube said they were on. Then, were on. Then didn't kick a goal in the second... And Lindisfarne went AWOL. Oh, sorry, AWOL? No, Haywire. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I it was. They kicked nine goals to uh, nothing in that second quarter to hold a 30-point advantage at halftime. Oh, actually, I wasn't listening to your intro. Tubes was at the Hewanville Signet Ex- game, and that oh, happened there God. as well. Go on. what i got to deal with. Yeah. Uh, they continued to kick, they kick five goals to two in the third, and then four goals to four in the last to run out commanding. What's that? 50-point winners. Uh, Michael Cassidy kicked five Michael Blackburn the coach with four And with a mark of the year contender uh, In the second semi As we briefly touched on Much the same actually Huonville got out to a big fast start Eight goal to five Can, can I add that comment back <laughs> <in>? <laughs> Tube said that uh, was uh, uh, yeah, And then long. from there they only kicked four goals uh, After quarter time Huonville Whereas Signet piled on another 12 They ran out 30 point winners Chip Away, Geordie chip, Lane, chip away. Geordie Lane for uh, the Port, he kicked four. Signet now have uh, teams in the seniors, the women's, and the reserves all in the big dance. Uh, Southern, fo- uh, sorry, old scholars. You yeah, want, you want me to do that one? Oh, whatever, mate. It was a absolute builder. I mean, I'm I did. The, I'm I did, the only one that's done research this week. I did tip OHA in the predict wing. Uh, you had St Virgil's, so one to me. Oh, I tell you what, it's a pretty good game. Yeah, it was a good game. St. Virgil's got out to a flyer. And then, uh, yeah, the big Jay Bowden got... When you say um, flyer, clarify they got two, out to... Two, a, two goals. Two. <laughs> to one. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I, would talk, I would call that a pretty tight first quarter in a grand final. a flyer in a grand final. <laughs> anyway, Jay had three. And then there was a little incident potentially behind play. Well, allegedly struck by uh, an OHA player. And... Uh, yeah, didn't play for the rest of the game. Concuss, Concuss can't went remember. to the hospital. Yep. Um, so that sort of curtailed, will clip the wings of St. Virgil's. Well, you take your best player out of any team. It's not and as a result, count. there were uh, OHA sort of jumped on top of it and held a nice lead at uh, three-quarter time, up by 30-odd points um, at three-quarter time. But you, then... you probably thought that the way the game was running, I was watching this online, the, the way the game was going, you thought, oh, well, this is game over. And then bang, 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 bang. Well, six goal to two final quarter almost saw St. Virgil's run over the line, but OHA held steady. Held their nerve. And uh, it's almost seven point win. It was almost relief at the siren rather than, rather than the ecstatic um, from, from winning. It was just a relief that they finally they held Very on. Very so, disappointingly, yeah. Speedy only finished with one goal. Yeah, I, for I, had, OHA. Him, I had him down for at least 19, 20, 20, yeah. 20 for this one. So disappointing. But anyway, well done to Ian. Callanan as coach, who I think then went and watched his young boy make his debut for Clarence on the weekend. Did he really? I think so. Yeah. Can we check I that? I didn't see that on the uh, on the team sheet. Yeah, I think he did. Um, in so the, yeah, well done to OHA, back to back premiers yeah, um, for the first time since the 1930s. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. Okay. So see, see what happens when you do research or just check stuff on. Mate, Instagram. you know the way. You know the way Instagram. we work. We do week for week. Uh, in the Southern Football League, the women's division prelim final, uh, Clarence versus Claremont. Um, Claremont Black 
got up over Clarence. Uh, Nita Lynch up forward with four goals and a BOG performance. Um, Clarence, interestingly, I went through this. I had a look at the points for this. Clarence used up for their player points. 45 of 45 allotted points. Well done. Claremont, 31 of 45. Well, the Claremont have probably got a lot of girls that have been playing there for a well, few just, years. I think that's a good sign that yeah. things like that happen. Absolutely. Uh, Claremont now take on uh, a very, very good side in Glenorchy in the grand final next week. Uh, in Division 2, uh, Lindisfarne were, took it up to the port, uh, but the port got over the line by nine points with Stacey Fox, four goals uh, up front. For Signet. That now means Uni play Port in the grand final. Uh, and in Division 3, St. Virgil's taking on Claremont. Uh, St. Virgil's running out. Uh, what's that? Said one, carry the three, one over. Uh, 23 to 9, they were the winners. Mia Kane with the three goals that St. Virgil's kicked. Uh, and that sets up a Hutchins versus St. Virgil's. Oh, looking at the predict wing. I've got Hutchins, got? you've got, got St. St. Virgil's. Ooh, that might hinge. On the uh, the final result there. Um, moving up north, up the highway, ODFA. Oh, they're done, mate. <laughs> oh, well, they, we need a um, we need a footy trip report. Oh, we do. The Mounties yeah. boys. Can we, boys, can we get onto that, please? Dougal, Billy, yep. give us a report, please. Uh, Bill wasn't there actually, wasn't he? No, no, okay. Family stuff today. Disappointing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, NTFA Premier Division, uh, Longford v Bracknell out at Deloraine. So you're on the live stream. You couldn't tell it was Deloraine. Have you ever been to the Deloraine ground? Yes. For yeah. junior football. Yeah, juniors. It's cold. And I went out there once for pre-season game, I think. Uh, very interestingly, Bracknell's kicked eight points in the first quarter to Longford. That's not going to win you two goals. Win you many games. Longford got out to a. 16-point lead at halftime. But then the Sam Douglas and Josh Holland show in the middle and up forward got going. Uh, they kicked three goals in the third quarter and then four in the last to run out 12-point winners. I saw goals. the crustaceans They went bang-bang bang at some yeah. point. Yeah, the led Bracknell into the big dance. Mate, um, the competition's against, over. Well, you set the standard, and now I'm just continuing right. it. Uh, Luke Murphy-Cohen tried valiantly for the Tigers, kicking four, and it now sets up a South Launceston versus Prawn led Bracknell grand final at Utahs on Saturday. So TSL grand final on Sunday. Good, Premier, good Premier. move, that, I think. I do. Well, yeah. I know where I'm going. Yep, North, Sunday North. and Sunday. Uh, and in the NTFA Division 1 Grand Final, Lilydale taking on OLs. Oh, you're taking over now, eh? Well, you've done no research and I've got all the scores in front of me. <laughs> and you were at the game. Yeah. So I'm happy for you to cast um, your expert. So, uh, <laughs> no, it was actually, it was a good game to watch. Um Online on the stream. I'm just trying to get the results. All right, then. You, you so, kept talking for a In what a was it? Pretty close game, I think. Uh, Closer than some had most, it predicted. Well, I know. I I didn't expect OLs to hang around for as long as they did. Lily, though, didn't play incredibly well. And if anything, for the first probably three quarters, OLs certainly um, held account. Their defence was probably in a better uh, stead and their gameplay across the ground was probably better. Jeez, I tell you what, just as a little aside, even though they got a helicopter in the other way, I don't think I've... And this is not a dig at the grounds of West Homer Council or anything, but I don't think I've seen a ground... Um, Affect the style of play quite as much as what a the soft Windsor turf did Radio. on El- Saturday. Elaborate. Uh, it just it absolutely killed forward thrusts of play. So whether that be because uh, players couldn't get a correct footing, 
the ball would genuinely stop dead. Um, and so as opposed to a fast deck or something where it would bounce on and you'd yep. continue, yep. it just cre- it created contest. It created um, a not good contest. So it was ball Scrappy, ups and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. there was never ever linkages of play or very rare, which is where OLs probably kept themselves in the game. They were able to link up from sort of half back through the middle and then into half forward. Yep. Um, well, we saw we saw that game at Invermay Park where Lilydale were able to string together possession, 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 and but, maybe yeah, this is where the ground might have felt. It was um, OLs. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing to see this the wet patch. Oh, the, 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 they weren't wet, they were soft patches yeah. that really slowed the game down. So it wasn't, it wasn't, I think the point that I'm trying to make is it wasn't the best execution of football and then subsequently from a viewing point of it view, wasn't it wasn't the best. And I know that was the same watching it, Launceston versus Clarence on Sunday. Yeah, well, watching it online, it, looked, it just looked like a, a, a slog, a, yeah. a, a real slog. Uh, in saying that, you still had a couple of gun forwards, Sonny Whiting, no, bag. Knows when to turn it on. Yeah, bag five and Chuggy up the other end, bag five. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, our man in the last quarter Grigger. stood up, Grigsy. He could have had six in the quarter. He missed some sitters as well, a couple of horrible kicks, well, Grigsy. So I'm going to give it to you, um, tired legs there, mate. Big conditions and, um, you know, just a couple of little wayward kicks. In saying that, Sonny marked a couple of them and then slotted the goals. I saw a couple um, of... Um yeah, sorry, sorry. I saw a couple yeah. of Chuggies goals in the last quarter. One, he just snapped in front of the um, uh, Launceston change rooms on his left boot. Didn't look like missing. And then this other one, he took a mark. I don't know how far out it was, 60 metres. Just bustled the player down, pushed him to the side, took a couple of steps and banged it through post high for a massive goal. So he's a, he's a jet. I've Question say, for you. Why Campbell, Campbell Fraser and Danny Hall were tremendous for OLs. Yeah, well... I got a question. Where was uh, Schultz and where was uh, Richie Howe? Yeah, where were they? Uh, well, my I wouldn't know. I'd be surmising. My guess is Schultz didn't come up older body consecutive games um, and probably went for bigger ground um, and probably went for a younger running type, uh, even though I would probably play Schultz, but we don't know. Um, big loss for them. They would have been handy clunking them up forward. I reckon. I don't know whether they put all their eggs in one basket with Tom Chug mm. up forward. Um, How injured? Must have been. Must have been. Yeah. Old body. And um, That's why we don't play anymore. Warts is no longer calling himself the difference either. The mole. Yeah, the mole. Calling yeah. himself the yeah. mole. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well done to Lilydale. They, Women's. They were uh, Lilydale were the strongest team throughout the year, so congratulations. And well done to Arwells for making the grand final. Yeah, um, Launceston. Uh, yeah, as expected, beat Arwells quite comfortably in the women's. Uh, Arwells, yeah, were just overpowered in Do the end. I think they. I, 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 I just think they were they were lucky to get there in the end. Well, well, in regards went, to from lucky to get the finals, t- you're talking about a fast start. Launceston went out three two twenty to bang. zero. Yeah, well, uh, in the first quarter, oh, twenty seven points up at or twenty five points up, twenty seven two at half time. So they were never going to get reeled in, and I reckon Owls might have played their granny the week before against the Scotchies, and they just got overrun. And Lonnie were too good and deserved the flag. So well done to those. Well girls. done to Deanne Taylor, continuing her exceptional finals form with yep. a BIG performance. Yeah, she was uh, very very good. So yeah, well done, um, and well done to Lily Dahl in the resies. Beating St. Pat's as well. Yes, actually, on in that. their 100th game. So they won the uh, 100th year. Yeah, they won the seniors and reserves. That's pretty cool. Got one for time on there. Well, with finals action on the Northwest Coast hitting its straps and with a multitude of leagues in various stages, we thought we'd get to the Oracle of Football up on the coast to join us for his insights, predictions and observations. Please welcome to the Way Out in the Wing podcast, Dale Ned Perry. 
Good evening, and it's uh, appreciate the uh, invitation to come along. Anytime I can discuss and promote footy up on the coast, I'm more than happy to do so. Oh, here, here. That's one of the reasons that we started the podcast was to talk more about local football and drive it in a in a positive way. Uh, well, before we delve into these results in the coast, let's uh, let's learn a little bit more about Ned Perry and his journey through football and how how you see football on the coast in its current state. Look, uh, well, I've been very, very fortunate that I've been involved with uh, three very good football clubs up here on the coast. I began my career with Devonport. I played 80-odd senior games with Devonport. I uh, got married quite young. Uh, work commitments prevented me from playing at a level that I really wanted to play at. So I went out in the country um, and then work commitments changed. And I was able to get back involved at a higher level. So I coached Wesley Vale seniors for four years and then jumped back into Devonport underage statewide uh, league level. Um, won a couple of statewide premierships, beat Glenorchy and uh, North Hobart, respectively. Then I coached East Devonport in the uh, Northern Tasmanian Football League. Uh, we were beaten, unfortunately, in the grand final by a uh, Dean Chiron coached South Launceston back in... 1998. I then joined the Mariners in 99 and become acquainted with you, Will, back under Glen Frame. And then in 2000, I was enough to be appointed coach of Devonport in the Statewide League. I coached them for eight years. Uh, unfortunately, we got to three grand finals, but got defeated three times. Uh, and then I went to La Trobe and had five years up at La Trobe and lucky enough to be part of uh, three premierships up there and then finished my career at East Devonport two years ago and I coached them for three years. So, again, as I said, I've been very, very fortunate to be involved in football up on the coast with three good football clubs and quite a while too. Is there a, is there a particular highlight in those years that uh, stands above the rest? Oh, look, premierships are great. And look, but premierships aren't everything. And I can say that now, Will, because I've coached some and been involved in some. But look, the year I took East Devonport to a final series in 2016, I took over in 2015 there. They hadn't won a game for two years. Uh, 2015, we finished just outside the finals by percentage. And then in 2016, we... We made the finals and got beat by about 11 points elimination final. That was the uh, look. That was one of the highlights. But getting Devonport from being no no one to being somebody, and then obviously the premierships at the try. But it's just meeting. It's meeting different types of people and, and, and friendships that have been forged over the years. That, that's been the highlight of my career. And Ned, um, <coughs> worm here, mate. Will's forgotten to introduce me. He's, it's very regular that he does this. He actually had a go at me last time and I forgot to introduce him, so I'm just ripping into him, mate, for, for doing that. But, mate, it's awesome to have you on board. It's a massive, um, massive heartland of footy in Tassie, but obviously it's quite sad that we don't have a team in um, what's meant to be the the you know elite competition here in Tassie, which is the statewide league. Um, you know, you could probably talk about it all night, but what are your what are your thoughts? How do we fix that moving forward? What what's the solution? Do you think to those sort of issues in local footy? Look, I, I doubt very much whether we will get a represent represent representation of the side along the coast, because right now, uh, guys. It's it's not guaranteed how long the statewide competition is going to last for. All the uh, toing and froing, whether we're going to get an AFL side or not, and whether we're going to keep a statewide league side or uh, competition going, it's it's really unnerving. And both Devonport and Burnie have gone uh, to and fro from a state league competition, and they've come back to regional football. Devonport now, for example, have got three sides in a grand final. That hasn't been the case since 2006. 
Um, they've got three sides now in a grand final. Burnie have won the last three. So they've come back from a statewide league competition into a regional competition. And what that's been able for them to do is they've been able to thrive instead of survive. Their supporters and the followers of those football clubs have been able to watch them week in, week out. When it was statewide league, you wouldn't get many supporters travelling to Hobart. And now they just get that continuity now with being able to follow their football club. And I, I just don't think that we'll ever, ever get another side along the coast back into a statewide league. Is that, is, um, is that a disappointing thing or is it is it purely a reality of um, regional football in Tassie? Look, look some say disappointing. I say, as you said, well, that's reality. Um, you go along now to regional football and there's atmosphere, there's this feeling and there's crowds. You go to a statewide league game and uh, unfortunately there's no atmosphere because there's no crowds and it, it just seems a little bit sterile. But uh, we played a final up at Dial Park on Saturday, close to 2,000 people. And then we went down to Wingard on Sunday, down to Austin Street at Wingard and the place was packed and it was just... It was just a fantastic atmosphere and environment to be at. And unfortunately, I just don't think, as I said, uh, Northwest football, I don't believe we'll have a, ever have another side in the statewide league again. Well, you mentioned those two games, Ned, and that's uh, that's one of the major reasons we've got you on, mate. That uh, The second semi-final on Saturday between Penguin and Devonport, it, uh, it looked as though Penguin were a uh, quarter time. Penguin kicked out to a five goal to one lead. And uh, from there, sort of Devonport started to peg them back and then really put the afterburners on in that last quarter to kick uh, six goals to two to, to run away um, what was probably expected to be winners. Is that fair? a fair assumption? Well, look, it's, look, um, it's been a real army slap on the coast, Will, in regards to the top four sides. It's only been over the last five to six weeks that Penguin and Devonport have established themselves as the top two sides. It was only back on the 14th of August, uh, Penguin took over the top spot. They beat Devonport by a point at the Oval in an epic game of football. And then, as you said on Saturday, uh, Penguin got out to a really good lead, uh, kicking five goals. And uh, the, the way Devonport came back, they showed some real character. Uh, I can tell you how much Penguin dominated that game. Uh, half to half time, it wasn't until the 18-minute mark of the third term that Devonport were able to enter their forward 50. Penguin got out to about 20 points late in the third term. Devonport kicked two goals against the Tide, and they went in at three-quarter time, 14 points down. And I said on radio, because I commentate the matches around, I, I said, I don't believe that Penguins leads enough. They dominated the territory game. They dominated every stat, but they just couldn't put it on the scoreboard. They kicked three goals, six in, in, the, in that third term. And the last quarter, the lead changed three times. It was a last man standing affair. And Devonport uh, sealed it with about uh, 30 seconds to go. It was just a wonderful uh, second semi-final. And now Penguin have to uh, mentally and physically get back up off the carpet, uh, probably losing a game they shouldn't have lost. And now they've got to focus on the winged side that comprehensively beat Burnie on Sunday. So it'd be very interesting to see how Penguin respond. They've but got, they've got some good players there, Ned. Uh, obviously led well by Mav Weller. Um, you you commented that he was he had a phenomenal game and and what a benefit to have a player like that back in that uh, Northwest competition. Well, look, there aren't too many sides in Tasmania 
They've got 196 AFL games of experience, and that's what Penguins got in Mav Weller and Luke Russell. Mav Weller, I think, has probably been the best the best thing for local football up here on the coast for a long, long time. He's improved Penguin dramatically. Some of the players, Dylan Bramage, uh, Connor Bramage, Jay Van Essen, uh, Liam Viney, those players have responded magnificently under Matt Weller. He's leading from the front. I reckon he's a big chance to win the Darryl Bulldog medal up here. That's going to be done next Sunday. Um, his performance on Saturday had over 38 possessions. Uh, it was just dominant. And uh, every time I've seen Matt played, uh, he's just played remarkably. He's given Penguins some consistency. He's given them a really structured way of how they play. And uh, he's been worth every cent that Penguins forked out for him. And for Penguin, Jack Templeton kicked four. Nick Bill Milburn uh, kicked five. Now, he's He's, found, he's had a bit of form uh, since he's come back to the Devonport side. How do you see him fitting in and, and uh, for their grand final performance? Look, China's a uh, uh, Nick's uh, one of these Devonport's goal kicking award. I think twelve times he's a leading goal kicker twelve times. I I, I got Nick over to Devonport uh, when East Devonport uh, folded early in the year. He kicked ten against Bernie uh, eight weeks ago. Um, his form's been fluctuating up and down, but his last couple of games has been good. Culminated in five. Five goals on Saturday. Uh, if you put the third or fourth defender on this guy, he's going to kick you five goals. He is. Anyone, he is a hard matchup, isn't he? He is. He's a. He's one of the best marks I've seen for his size. Once the ball hits his hands, the ball sticks. And Penguin and Devon would have got two dominant forwards. Jack Templeton kick four, as you said. He's kicked fifty-six goals for the year now, Jack. But he's the only goal kicker that Penguins got in the top ten. Devonport's got Milbourne. Lane and Lowe, Chaplin and Van Buren that have kicked 30 or more goals. So going into Saturday's second semi-final, I just thought that Devonport probably had more options going inside 50 than what Penguin did. And look, that that was certainly the case in the end. But it was just an epic game of football. It was a great advertisement for football up on the coast. So Ned, who wins Who wins this weekend? Look, uh, Wingard's um, best is definitely good enough. Uh, but the thing that I worry about Wingard is over the last seven or eight weeks, uh, their best and their worst, it's it's just widened. But Wingard was sensational on Saturday. They thrashed Bernie comprehensively. They 15-16-106. Bernie kicked 8-9-57. So you had 17 scoring shots to 31. Uh, Wingard come in with with some really good form, but so too does Penguin, even though they were beaten last week. Um, I I think with Mav, uh, their best football right now is probably better than Wingard. So I'm I'm tipping Penguin to get another crack at Devonport in two weeks' time. This isn't a a case of the Wingard side putting it all together at the right time of year when it matters, though, is it? Look, they've beaten Penguin twice this year. They beat them in round one and round six. Um, I went down and watched the play in round six, and Wingard, they got their matchups right. They, they were able to uh, diminish Templeton's uh, impact, uh, Viney and Weller. So they were the three players that they targeted. But as I said earlier, what Mab Weller's done for Penguin, he's got them more consistent. So their bottom seven or eight players now play their role, and that's where I think Penguin are a better side than what they were 
10 weeks ago, and I just think that they can do enough to beat Wingard on Saturday. Well, they certainly did it in round 16, Penguin winning by 10 goals. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think Penguin, Penguin have that uh, midfield engine that uh, are going to take a lot of stopping. Well, and look, the last game, Will, uh, as you said, Penguin won by 55 points, and I think I, I, we commentated that game. I think Wingard only kicked 35 points. They kicked 35 points, and, and Penguin kicked 90. So, uh, Penguin and Devonport defensively the best two sides in the competition and uh, the way that Penguin play with their, with their crush uh, type mentality, yeah, I just think that they'll probably um, yeah, get over the top of Wynyard. Now, obviously, you're, you've are you covered across on the NWFL for us. What about the uh, the NWFA and uh, Darwin, Circular Head? Do you cast your eye to those, obviously, up on the coast as well? Look, I do. Um, I was on a podcast with Rick Fontaine about six weeks ago, and I said back then that um, Watton Preston and Olsen or East Olsen have to amalgamate. We've got too many sides up here. We haven't got enough players. And look, and that's and the thing about that is those two sides now are in discussion. I firmly believe that Fourth and Turner's Peach have to amalgamate, and then I believe that Rosie have to to go in the same competition as Queenstown, and, and that that will alleviate the number of clubs up here and free up more players to go to clubs. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to fall over. I don't believe an amalgamation of the Darwin and the NWFA will work because, <clears throat> excuse me. Just Sorry about that. Grab another sip out of that beer. Yeah. Ned. <laughs> guys, guys play country football for a lot of reasons. Uh, they become too old to play at a high level, uh, work commitments and time constraints. We've got players that in the NWFA that won't travel from Moles and Hot and Preston. So I, I don't think we're going to be able to get players that are going to travel from Wesley Vale to play regionally at Ridgely. So I, I just think that clubs or associations need to compact a little bit and make some really smart decisions. And football can prosper at that lower level on the coast again. Well, I think I don't think either of us are going to argue with that sentiment. Yeah, um, and even coming speaking to guys within those leagues, uh, I think they're they're along that same boat. And I spoke to a good guy from Motton Preston earlier on today, and they've got their vote coming up in a couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens there. And I think it'll probably be you know they'll get that two thirds majority. Well, and look, and, and, and there's a thing up here: the players are absolutely tired of it. We got players. You got players that play at Motton Preston. They only play seven or eight games a year because there's no joy in, in kicking 300 points to, to a, an opposition side at one point. You know, full credit to, to Rosemary Torak for, for, for staying the course, but you, you, players don't like that type of thing. Um, Motton Preston and Fourth were so far in front of every other side in the competition up here in the country. It wasn't funny and really the only, only time that there was a decent game was when those two sides met. So even the players are getting tired of it. Yeah, no, we, we agreed with you there. Oh, we agree with you there. We sort of could see that right at the start of the season that season that those two teams were just miles ahead and you know going into a whole season and and knowing that there's one competitive game um exactly. yeah, it's it's not going to be conducive to good footy and enjoyment so now Ned you've moved into the communication space with the with Coastal FM up uh, calling the games and stuff is there still a coaching stint in your in your veins um <laughs> look uh, that's well, it sounds like a never say never yeah it wasn't it wasn't a uh, decisive no there, Ned. I've got a really good balance right now. I uh, I do Coastal FM on a Saturday, and I help um, uh, Kurt buy out of Devonport two nights a week. So the opposition are now list. 
so I, I talk to Kurt every Tuesday night about the opposition, and because I get to see the opposition and I help him out of training, it's it's a good balance. Um, I've just turned sixty last month, and I, I, I know age is, it shouldn't be a barrier, but look, I I think where I'm where I sit now, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing. Oh, well, we appreciate you joining us tonight, Ned. You've certainly uh, provided a little more insight into the league than what uh, than what we certainly would. Now, for anyone interested, make sure you follow Ned on Twitter at NedPerry14 for some very, <laughs> very up-to-date uh, scores across the coast. I, I know on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday at the moment as well, uh, I appreciate seeing those come through to uh, keep a finger on the pulse. And, and doesn't mind uh, speaking your own uh, thoughts as well, mate, which is great to see, not hiding behind anything. And it's lovely oh, talking hi. to someone that's uh, so passionate about local footy, which, like Will said, that's exactly why we got into this gig. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome to see. It's a great game, footy. And, look, we're all territorial, but, I, I look, I... I I don't care whether it's northwest, north or south. I think the, the, the backbone of strong football in Tasmania is to have good competitive uh, football and strong viable football clubs. And I just think that, you know, I like Stuart Gill um, has done a really good job. He, he's, he's not Gil. coming in. Uh, sorry, Damien Gill. He's not coming <laughs> Stuart's in. And his, Stuart's the his brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, Damien's done a good job. I spoke to Damien on a few occasions. And, uh, look, I think he's the right guy at the hill. And I just hope that uh, it doesn't matter where it is, whether it's in Signet or, or Smith, and that football clubs remain strong and viable. Now, one last one before you go, well, before we let you go, Ned, is Tassie going to get an AFL side? Um, look, I think the, I think the push is is growing. Um, it's something that the AFL can't ignore, even though I think they'd like to. Um, but I just hope that with an AFL side, it, it doesn't destroy grassroots footy. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want us to become like America where, you know, you have college football and then you have the elite. We still need the pathways to come through. But many have said to me that an AFL side will promote that, and I hope it's right. But I I think Tasmania should have their own AFL side. I wasn't of that opinion 12 months ago, but I've seen the push. I can see that we can make it work, and I think the people of Tasmania deserve their own side. Well said, mate. Yeah, thanks, Ned. Uh, love your opinions. Keep them up, and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, and hopefully we can talk to you again soon. Being a member of the Wing family. It's uh, been a pleasure at any time. Hey there, it's Wildess and Derek. Yeah, g'day. Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe way out in the wing. That's what you're listening to. We need your support. Get around us. Let's rip. Yeah, let's rip. Rightio, so we covered off on the NWFL then. Let's work into Kissy the... He knows his footy. Does know his footy better than us. Uh, Northwest Football Association. So yeah. grand final, fourth versus Mott and Preston. Uh, let's have a look. On <laughs> Winvis. <laughs> it was a suggested win to Mott and Preston for Worm. I was on the fourth, boys. Uh, the Wade Simmons coached fourth. I think Hector had got in your ear there. But anyway, it was well, an absolute cracker of a game. I spoke to Gilly. Uh, was David, he up there? Sean Gill And um, Gilly was up there He went and watched the first half And he, he was in the crowd And he spoke to a couple of guys And they said If Mott and Preston are Thereabouts at quarter time And half time They'll be a red hot chance When they've lost They've been blown out early Anyway They uh, Exactly what happened They were About 8 points No 11 points up at quarter time And they absolutely dominated them At At uh, at five the half. Goal, five goal to one second quarter. Yeah, eight goals to six goals, 
basically in front, just under. And um, yeah, they managed to, to hold on. He said it was an absolute cracking game. I spoke to Ashlyn Rodman from Motton Preston Football Club on the way up today. Ripping bloke, a former player, president, and now committee member out there. He said the boys were absolutely pumped after the game. So they, they played the game in Alveston. They then all get on the bus and travel out to Preston. It's about 25 minutes away. So they're at the footy club that night. They all sleep at the footy club. They all bring tents and swags or just sleep in the club rooms. Uh, picks up on Silly Sunday, where they continue on with their festivities. Jeez, there's some organisation there to bring your camping stuff. Yep. Your Silly Sunday, your silly Sunday stuff. Towels. Oh. Towels for the shower. Anyway, anyway, then they... So today, which is Monday when we record, they all headed so on the... Toothbrush? Imagine if you forgot no. your toothbrush. <laughs> toothbrush. <laughs> Spare pair um, of grads, socks. Grads. Yeah. You're, you're, in your, you're in your premiership gear. Birthday, sir. Changed. Uh, so anyway, they went a bit of a pub crawl, headed out to Somerset, where they caught up with the what, Somerset... just to rub it in? No, no. They caught out to the, with the Somerset boys at the at the pub. So the Somerset boys lost to um, Queenstown, unfortunately. Hey, fellas, how'd you go? No, yeah, no. We got I, one of them. Think, oh, how'd you... Oh, oh shit. Oh, okay. Are, a few of them all worked together. Then they're all mates. So it was all quite uh, joyful. So anyway, um, yeah, but it was a cracking game. Uh not much. Ten point, really ten point win to Martin Preston. Bad yeah. luck to fourth. Clay Scholthorpe so kicked five in the been the two best sides for the year up there. So clearly, yeah. It, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens next season with Martin Preston and Alveston. Yeah, no, no West, um, West Alveston. No, East, East, East Alveston. Yeah, so they've got a vote on that coming up um, in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, it will be very interesting to see. Ashland had some interesting things to say in regards to that and why they were doing it and reckons, um, yeah, there'll probably be a few more. So, obviously, getting on the front foot. So, best of luck to both clubs there. Uh, you mentioned Somerset. Unfortunately, yeah. went down to Queenstown. Yep. Uh, down as in, in the grand final at Wyvernhoe, not travelled to Queenstown. Um, they went uh, 16-22 Queenstown kick to 14-5. Uh, so Josh Newson kicked five. Actually, I don't know why I'm reading this because we have a Hayes report. Ooh. After So he didn't get it in last week because he no. was on Silly Sunday. Ah, right. So I appreciate the apology, Hazy. But he got this one on. I think my phone buzzed at about 7.30 on Sunday morning. <laughs> he got it in early. Well done, mate. So for the last time this year, this is the Hayes report. It was party time on the West Coast with Queenstown taking home the cup and their historic first double. Queenstown came, came to play early, looking to have rushed Somerset before the game and showed that by kicking the first four goals of the game thanks to captain Darcy Crane. But Somerset clawed back three late ones to be trailing by 12 points at quarter time. It looked as if inaccurate kicking could be the downfall of the Crows and Somerset took, most of the, took the most of their opportunities through Jared Watling, but a couple of late goals before the half stretched the lead to 22 points. The ruse looked switched on early after halftime and got the margin back to within two goals where both sides went goal for goal for a majority of the quarter. That was until some individual brilliance from Sam and Josh Newson. Three and five goals respectively. Oh, Sam and Josh. Sam Newson and Josh Newson. Gotcha. I'm going to say they're brothers. 
Yep. Saw the lead stretch out again to see the Crows eventually run out 31-point victors. The winner of the Trevor Snooks medal went to Darcy Crane for his dominant display on the ball, particularly in the first half, using his speed. I just had a fear that I hadn't hit record then. Using his speed <laughs> and, carry, uh, and carry on the vast wings of Wyvernhope. Now, little aside, personally, I'd like to thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. It has been a pleasure, <laughs> albeit a struggle of a Sunday morning sometimes, but it's good to see local Tassie footy getting the recognition it deserves and you guys do a ripper job of it. Good on you, Hayes AC. League out. Mic drop. drop. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, well done, Hazy. Hazy. What a weapon. We'll see you for uh, Wing All-Stars pre-season. Yeah, absolutely. He Starts. is on the field, isn't he? Uh, oh, I'd you have had to him be. as water boy. Nah, he's on. He's, he's on? on? He's on the field. Um, actually, something Gilly mentioned, because he, he said he went to the NWFA first half and then he went up to watch the Darwin second half. And I said, oh, which, which comp's better? You know, which one do you think's a better league? And he said, oh... He said, he said, I reckon the Darwin is quicker, ball movement um, around the ground. Fast but he, grounds. But he reckons the NWFA boys at the contest are a little bit harder. Slow grounds. So, mm, there you go. It's, it's, it's from the man himself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so you can I see that. Yeah. He even put in his microphone. Yeah, he did too. That's awesome. Good on him. Thanks, Hazy. You've been great and saved, uh, saved me probably... <laughs> 10 minutes each day. So Each day? Each day I do the report. Each Sunday or Monday. So you, or not you at all. You freed up that time, it. but you yeah. still don't utilise it? Uh, today was a big day, mate. I had to actually work. So, um, What is that? What are you suggesting? Well, I was down in Hobart. I was working. I was flat out. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, rightio. Well, that's it. That's the report's done because all the other ones are over. That is. Yeah. So we got... We've missed the NTX Devils. TSL. We'll go to the Grand final. We've got NTFA Premier League. Yep. We've got SFL prelim and grand finals to come. Uh, yep. We've got NWFL grand, prelim, uh, prelim and, and grand, grand final. final. So we're, we're two weeks away. So we're really... How many left? And how then many, we're going to the beach. How many more we got? Three weeks of this Three. left? Three. And then we're on the Friday Challenge. Yes. How's your fitness going? I've got bike gear in my car. Perfect. So I've, I've gone from thinking to another week <laughs> to putting of it in the car. putting it in the car. I've been on a few even Dad, runs. Even Dad said today, a teammate of ours, uh, he said, you know what? I don't think we're going to be that competitive down at the Fresno oh, Challenge. Really, mate? I said, yeah, it's all about competing and having fun. I've, been, I've had a bit of banter around a few others. Anyway, let's not t- turn this into uh, multi-sport chat. Why not? Uh, all right. Well, moving on. Player um, of the finals. Player of the finals. Ooh, oh, good now one. here we go. You no, haven't no, done no. any research. No, I have. Um, all right, then. I'm, I'm, I've got a suggestion straight up. Michael Blackburn t- for turning the clock back and taking a hanger worthy of two mentions. One in the round the grounds and then another uh, in player of the finals. Party time hanger too. He was a ripper. Did you say it? No. Yeah, okay. Oh, um, that was the one you tweeted? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did say that. That was good. Uh, not, not tweeted. You put yes. it on uh, this Instagram story or very, TikTok video or Facebook. Very good. Something. Here we go. Hey, Banger Harvey, by the way, is turning 44. Here I can't goes. see, mate. Bring it Comes forward. Comes off the halfback. Bring it forward. Oh! Yeah. Put that one up on the socials again. That's not bad. Not that's, bad from uh, a veteran. That's good. That is big. Well done. Mate, I'm I'm um 
I'm just going to sum up the whole final series. Well, to me, hang it's... Hang on. We haven't had... We, we can't sum up the final series if we haven't had a completion or, of... No, I know, but... You mentioned him before, Griggsy. Lighting it up in the last quarter. No, 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 but I've got an addition to make to this. Griggsy's my man. I had a chat to him on field from behind. So <laughs> while, along, while he was playing. Yeah, along with his sparring partner, Sonny Whiting, up close to goal. Yeah. He had three huge contested grabs, as you mentioned, up forward in that last quarter. Prior to that, he was keeping very, very close to the posts in fear of breaking out in a rampant sweat in the warm conditions. He doesn't like the warmth? No. He worded that to me as well. Not that his direct opponent, OL's Tom Faulkner, minded at all because he was in the <laughs> same boat. But like yeah, no, Griggsy, Griggsy, Griggsy was, Griggsy was, Griggsy was awesome. He there. stood up when it was needed. Sonny was good with five. Chucky again with five in a losing team. It's, you know, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, that's all I've got. So you don't have a nomination? Nah. Mate, I didn't watch any for uh, oh, uh, yeah. All right, time on. I forgot they had in the real one last week. <laughs> the time uh, on, yeah. uh, little race report for you. How the pink is it? Little the, Bill. I say how the little pink Bill and Seagull race their first fri- race last Friday. Excellent. Okay. Unfortunately, at the moment. This is Monday evening. They're still still They're yet to be cited. <laughs> Shit. Or returned to the roost. Right. So does that mean they're fair chance they're gone? Well, they're either one of two things. Bird of Prey's got them. Mm-hmm. Or I'd like to think that they've found another coop and they are running rampant. <laughs> That's what, feathers everywhere. That's what I'm holding myself to. I still can't believe we didn't get a Guernsey. To present a round in the award, well, even Little Bill and um, they probably Seagull might have done. Unbelievable! Uh, can I make mention things we do for local footy? Premiership celebration stayers, okay. Mm. So not the not those ones that get overly excited, like half and tap, the, uh, and tap out early. Uh, does it have to be premiership? Can it just be season? Because not everyone gets to win the premiership. No, because I'm making it. I'm making a. I made an observation on Saturday. Right. Lilydale boys won their premiership. Started at 9.30 in the morning. Were done and dusted by 11.30. Perfect. Okay. Come about 4 o'clock that afternoon, the last quarter of the seniors. Oh, there are a few of them wandering really? around Windsor Already? Park. Oh, in a state. <laughs> on a warm day too. Yeah, Just nice. boys. Just pace yourself. And then I also had a chat with a... Um, a an assistant coach down south. Right. And he suggested that uh, experience had taught him that through premiership celebrations, you go hard Sunday. Yeah. Saturday night, you just soak it Enjoy, in, whether it be yeah, or yeah. whether it be a premiership or a, or a loss, you console yeah. yourself. Sunday, you go hard, and that leaves Monday open to either just continuing yeah. on yeah. or just yeah. pulling it back a little I bit. Had, um, so I had... I ran into... Ran into a captain of... <laughs> like how we have to be coy. <laughs> I ran into the captain of a women's team um, who had some celebrations this weekend or commiserations or celebrations. And um, she she passed comment that, yes, it was the uh, elder clubmen that were in better form the later stars. on. 
the rather than the younger uh, females <laughs> who, who were passed out uh, in the club rooms at about early afternoon uh, when they started at lunch. So they'd probably had a little bit too much. So we don't condone that sort of behaviour. Um, but uh, yeah, just just pace yourself. Learn to pace yourself. And um, a lot of them are past that now. Yeah, that's too too <laughs> late now. Too late now. Uh, next year. Next year. Will you be going to watch football this weekend? Yes, I will. You will. Yep, I got plenty on Saturday. NTFA Premier League. Uh, Sunday. State League, Development League, and the Seniors. I'll be there. State League, Development League, and Seniors. No, State League. Oh, and then, dev- oh, and then sorry. The Development I League. You went comma and, no, 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 no. And, no. I'll be there. I'll be there to watch local footy. I've, uh, I've actually got invited to do something. So, I'll an award there. ceremony. Oh, gee, we wish. Keep an eye out for us on live feeds and things, presenting and announcing award winners. Yep. If you want us to present, let us know. Hit us up at the socials or. Email us, wayoutinthewing at gmail.com. We'll see How do we you. get our own email like it's wildest at wayoutinthewing.com? Have we? Website coming soon. Yep. We'll see you at a grand final somewhere. Thanks, Derek, send for in all your, your work Send this in week. your wing report, your wing canteen reports. Out. Hey. There you go. You got hold of the microphone. <laughs> 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 <laughs>